Welcome to the Free to Laugh and Think for Yourself podcast. I'm Doc. And I'm his wife, Rebecca. Join us as we take a unique look at current events, marriage, and the supernatural. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad you're listening. So glad you're here. As the intro says, I think it says, I don't even remember what the intro sounds like. Oh my gosh, babe. <laughs> it says we're here, we're free to laugh and think for ourselves. Yeah, and, and then we introduce ourselves on it, is it? We I, do. Okay. Yes. All right, well, I'm not going to reintroduce I'm myself. I'm Doc. Then. And I'm his wife, Rebecca. <laughs> That's right. Uh, see, I was seeing if you were paying attention, so good job. You, <laughs> you passed the test. Uh, well, this weekend was exciting. Our, our oldest turned three, and I am proud. I'm a proud dad. You know, that's a really cool. It's always fun when you can keep someone alive for three years and, you know, <laughs> feel like we've achieved something that way. I barely keep myself going some days. You're looking at me like, what the freak? I, <laughs> I have no comment. I, well, it, you're commenting right now. No comment is a comment. I have so many thoughts in my head, and I don't really know how to reply to that. But Well, I don't know. Just reply. Yes, something. I love my child. And yeah, I'm, that would be appropriate. <laughs> I mean, I just said he turned three. I love my child, and I'm glad that he's here. <laughs> Rebecca helps with the little kids at church, and our son is a part of that. And today, uh, I understand, was a little hectic. In the <laughs> we, we need to talk about something other than child rearing. My, my brain, I have nothing left to give in that capacity. We can talk about politics. We can talk about cars. <laughs> I like how politics would be. We can even talk NASCAR. Let, let, let's I, I talk about, about politics that, because politics <laughs> is way less draining than talking about our toddler. Yes. At the moment, it <laughs> definitely is. Yes. Um. We can talk golf. Do you want to talk about golf? I mean, we can I, talk about the, yeah, the live yeah, tour. Sure. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about <laughs> golf. Yeah, let's skip politics and talk about golf. I, you know, I've I grew up playing golf. I I played golf with my grandpa. I've got all these great memories playing golf. And then the freaking PGA goes and completely sells out to Saudi Arabia. You talk about no comment. Like, I have nothing good to say about that. I feel bad for every... And Donald Trump predicted this. He said just months prior when when there was a split and some of the players from the PGA, they went and signed with Liv, which is the Saudi Arabian League. They went and signed with them. And Trump said in a few months, the PGA is going to merge with them. And these guys that were standing their ground with good moral backing, they're just going to end up with nothing to show for it. You know, and these other guys are going to be getting paid a bunch of money to go play for, you know, I, I've done a joke, you know, uh, Tiger tees off on the first while Phil Mickelson gets beheaded on the ninth, you know, it's, which could be a reality in, in that scenario. I mean, we're not going to see that because they want golfers, but <laughs> I mean, it's just insane. I when I said golf, I, I was joking. I didn't realize this was going to light such a fire. Oh man! I, you know, selling sports cards. I love having golf cards. You know, they're fun. I can't do it now. Right. I, you know, it's the same reason I refuse right now to sell basketball. I'll do vintage a little bit, a little bit of the old school basketball, but 
I don't touch modern basketball one bit because I have no respect for LeBron James. I have no respect for Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner. I can't stand these people. They kiss the hiney of the Chinese. You know, they're they're part of the problem. The, of not, the Chinese not the Communist Chinese. Yeah, Party. Yeah, I should. <laughs> <laughs> I should. I should have expanded on that part. Yes, not not just the random Chinese, uh, which we love. You know, the average Chinese citizen, we love. Not the people that are participating in evil. You know, and, and that's that's where I feel like the NBA has totally sold out to that evil portion. You know, LeBron James f- has for so long been asked to just give a shout out to the people who are enslaved in China, the Uyghurs. These are Muslims who are literally enslaved in China by the CCP, and he refuses to acknowledge them. He refuses to give any utterance. And I knew that we were in trouble when everything was shut down happened. I knew we were in trouble because the first sign of a shutdown came from the NBA when when a game was com- completely shut out. So shut down. I knew we were in trouble then because they signed up with the CCP. They're taking their orders from them, in my opinion. And uh, I knew, okay. This is the start of something different, <laughs> to say the least. All right, rant over. <laughs> Rants are good. <laughs> I mean, it does kind of tie into our topic today. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I suppose some of you have seen The Sound of Freedom. We have not yet. So we're not going to talk about the movie. No. We're not going to interject our thoughts on And I don't want you to have, have any spoilers seen. here. Yeah. Don't be sending us, oh, did you see that scene? No, we haven't yet. Yeah, you'll watch it eventually. I, it's, it's not something that I'm going to watch right now. Why? Because, well, okay, for, so for starters, um, I know a lot about human trafficking. I've been following human trafficking for the last 10 years. That seems like and, a weird statement. Okay, <laughs> 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 babe. Look. Um, yeah, well, it is free to laugh, too. I know. I, mean, I know. You know, we just want to be sensitive um but yes so i've been following human trafficking for the last 10 years so it's not something that is new to me it's not something that first off i feel like i need to go you just educate myself on a bunch because i don't know anything i am very well aware of human trafficking i have tried for the last 10 years to mitigate my you know my day-to-day life in support of that as far as all that goes so that's the first part the second part is Um, we have a baby and like postpartum emotions for whatever reason it it was when we had our son when I had our son because you didn't birth him uh, um, I was I was a little more I was there you were yes at least give me that you were there you were awake (laughs) for 15 hours Um, but yeah so when I had our son I was I became a bit more sensitive to topics like that you know, where children are harmed or just in general, um, people being harmed. But for whatever reason, this time around, this postpartum season, I've been really sensitive to it. And it, it, it doesn't necessarily move me on like a, wow, I cried and like, I've been awakened and this is really good. It's actually a very like jarring experience. And it's a very negative and not a helpful way experience. So at the current moment, I am really limiting what I 
internalize as far as the horrors of the world go. I'm not like burying my head in the sand, but I'm just trying to be cognizant of what I'm focusing on. So I will eventually watch the movie because I know that it's good. I know that it's important. And I'm really glad that something like this has come to Hollywood. Um, But for the time being, it's not a movie that I'm going to go watch. I will. But I know that you will. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And I think it's important to support it. I I heard uh, Lauren Chen. She's with Blaze TV. And I heard her on the Patrick Pitt David podcast the other day. She said the very same thing. She said people have been asking her if she's going to go see it. She said she's a new mom and just can't handle it. So since Lauren said that. I, <laughs> You'll give me a pass. Yeah, I'll give you uh, the Lauren blessing. Yeah, you know, I, but I, I'm really glad that I really appreciate that she said that because and this is like a side note here, but in this world that we live in, it's like every tragedy that happens, we are, especially if you're on social media, somehow expected to have a response to it. Like, what's your response to this? What's your response to that? What's your reaction to whatever? You know, especially if you're a high-profile anchor or something like this. And I, you know, that's just not healthy. And I I know that, and I know that people might not agree with me on this, but this is why we're free to think for ourselves. Um, You know, when God made humanity, He didn't make us to have the capacity to shoulder every burden on the planet, right? That's why we have people who are passionate about human trafficking. We have people that are passionate about prison reform, you know, whatever the case may be. And I appreciate that Lauren said that because I think we need more people who say, I understand these evils. I am aware of these evils, but at this current moment, I cannot take on hearing about more evil you know and and it's not because you're trying to be naive it's just that human capacity is limited we're we're not god we're not supposed to know about every single tragedy on the planet that's happening so i appreciate that she said that and i just want to you know i don't quite agree with that we've had this discussion before (laughs) you know i don't i don't find that anywhere in scripture you know i can do all things through christ who gives me strength well yeah this is true so it is a little bit of a wiring thing it's you know when we met rebecca told me right away that she didn't like any movies that had a hint of violence and if we're watching a show or something we like blue bloods shit you know a little scene that you know (laughs) doesn't move me at all will have her jolted off the couch so you know we're we're all wired a little bit different and i get that i know my wife's heart And that's what's most important to me is she cares about these children. She cares about the adults that are being trafficked. And we have a passion to see this incredible wrong be righted. I mean, I I agree with you. I know you didn't agree with me, but but I, 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 yeah. Well, I'm backing you on that. I mean, I'm backing you. But I'm also saying I do think that we can do more than what you think we can. Because I don't see in Scripture exactly that yes. we can't shoulder. I mean, yes, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. But I, I think there's also, you know, like, let me put it to you this way. When somebody is passionate about something, they immediately expect the rest of the world yeah. to be passionate about it. Sure. And that's what I'm saying. To Everybody's have, thing's always the biggest thing. Yes. We are not obligated to have a visceral response to every human tragedy on the planet now something like children i mean we should all care about children right that it shouldn't be whatever your political leaning whatever you think like we know we should care collectively as a human beings on the planet (laughs) we should care when children are being harmed so even if 
I am not going to see this movie and diving deep into this rabbit hole right now. I still care about children. I still care about seeing them set free. I still care about the women and the men, you know, and the boys who are caught up in this evil and doing what I can in this current season to support their freedom. Yeah. Well, and, and I will go as far as the Lord will let me. Sure. You know, because it is important. I, I His heart for children is real. I, I And this is just being honest. Like I, w- I was in church today holding our baby, and I had tears flowing down my face that I usually don't have. I don't get weepy. <laughs> I'll get choked up a lot. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but <laughs> I'll get choked up sometimes, but I don't have tears like rolling and I had to like wipe my face off, but it was, I just had such a burden for these children who are being mistreated and I do have a burden for that and asking the Lord and really crying out to the Lord, why would you allow this? You know, and I'm not, not the type of person to be asking that question. I am always you know, I, I know that the Lord is always with us. Jesus loves us, you know, and that's always a simple thing. I believe that with all my heart, but I was just asking God straight up, why, why are you allowing this to happen to these innocent children? Uh, hearing Tim Ballard this morning talk about a little girl being trafficked into New York who's being raped 15, 20 times a day, a day. You know, if you're a good God, how do you allow this? And I know he's a good God. And then he showed me, you know, and, and I, I just knew that he was, yes, he's with her. It's this combination. He's with her and he's with all these children. He's with them, but he's crying with them. And free will, you know, we have the option to still kill, destroy, or to love, to care. Every one of us has that option of what side we're going to play ball with. There's no gray. There's no middle. You're either fighting for good or fighting for evil. And so I believe and I know in my heart Jesus is with these children as they're suffering at the hands of evil. But he's he's not there just saying, oh, you can handle this. He's crying. These are his kids. And looking at his word. Jesus said it'd be better. It'd be better for a person to have a giant millstone, heavy, 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 tied around your neck and be thrown into the sea than to bring harm to a child. Can you imagine that? Like that's the best case scenario for you that you have a giant stone wrapped around your neck and you're thrown into the ocean. That's better than harming a child. That means that the justice of God, it will be poured out and it is coming. I want, you know, you've hardly talked, but but I want to say, you know, part of the reason that Donald Trump has been hated so vilely, is that a word? Vilely? Yes. All right. Part of the reason is because he pushed for border security. If that wall is there, it is extremely difficult for traffickers to do what they want to do in moving billions, billions of dollars in merchandise. That's what they consider these children. They consider them merchandise. It makes it extremely difficult 
And there's people in high places, left, right, whatever. They are involved in this. They're getting paid. And that's why you saw Donald Trump attack the way that you have. They can't just let him come along because he's not he's not going to play ball with them. He's not a part of it. He's not a part of their system. So they have to try to demean, defame, and they're going to definitely try to imprison Donald Trump on false ag- allegations. They have to do that if they're going to maintain the business, the evil, evil business. I don't think it's even enough to finish the wall in Mexico. We, we're going to have to do a northern wall, too, because evil's not going to just stop. I used to go fishing about a mile away from the Canadian border, one of my favorite lakes, way up in, in the top of Washington State. And you can just walk across the border right there. Nobody would ever know. And they're moving all sorts of stuff. I guarantee it. It's not happening just in Mexico. It's happening plenty along the north, too. So there has to be a wall up there. And yeah, it's going to cost a lot of money. You know what else costs a lot of money? Everything. (laughs) Yeah, everything. Aren't our children worth a wall? Yes. And aren't they worth the money? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you talk about... I'm sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Well, it just irritates me. They spent so much time talking about how racist a wall is. You can't do that. It's racism against these people. The second that fake administration gets into their fake seat of power, they open that border wide open. They allow all these people to come in. There's children being trafficked right now into Mexico coming in from Ukraine. Is that right? Is that racist to have a wall and say, hey, this isn't going to happen? No. But we, we decide by our feelings Oh, you know what? Donald Trump's a racist. Really? Really? Why don't you look at the big picture? You know, let's look at the big picture here. What's really going on? Yeah, it is living by your feelings to my generation and a little bit of our parents' generation is very me-centered. You know, well, don't build a wall because it affects my life, right? But how does it affect somebody else's life, right? It makes it so you can't just walk across the border. Okay, I get that. But it also makes it so that evil can't just walk across the border. You know, we we need to be thinking about our neighbor. Maybe it makes your life a little more difficult. Maybe you don't like it, but you are probably not an evil, awful person, right? (laughs) Right? Who's going to do something like that? There are evil people that need to be stopped, like you said, on both sides of the border. Yeah, and on both sides. I wanted to go back to what you said, though, about the the justice of God. And, you know, how you were talking about, Lord, why do you allow this to happen? And that's a really good question because there is so much evil in the world right now. And it's not that there's any more evil than there's ever been. It's just that right now we're very exposed to it. The Lord is pulling back the curtain on a lot of things that have been going on. And with technology, we're able to know more right? (laughs) Like you have the time of Nero, which was awful, but Nero wasn't the only evil person doing things then, right? He's just the one that we know about because that's what history has recorded. But there were plenty of other people doing plenty of other evil things, you know, all throughout the course of history. Um, So it's really easy to think that the world is worse than it's ever been. It's not. It's just that we're more exposed to it. But at the same time, we have a generation that doesn't know their scriptures. 
Um, they don't understand the heart of God. They think that God is all lovey-dovey, happy, feely, you know. But so when you when you base your world view off of that view of God, it does make it seem like God doesn't care, right? But it's such a good point that God is a God of justice. And it is his love and it is his justice that is going to hold these wicked, wicked people accountable. And, and, and I don't believe that it's going to happen just up in glory someday when we all stand before God. I believe it's going to happen on earth because there's so many people that have been affected by this. And there's so many people in high places. I mean, people talk a lot about Jeffrey Epstein as they should, you know, that is definitely a, an evil, right. That should be, we should be aware of, but he is honestly just the tip, like the tip of the iceberg even seems like too small of a spot, (laughs) you know, like he is like the very tippy, tippy, tippy tip of the iceberg of this evil that is sexual trafficking and abuse and just like I mean you like you start going into in you start going into like satanic ritual abuse and all this yes. kind of other crazy crap that makes Jeffrey Epstein seem like yeah. so tame yeah. you know <laughs> and it I mean it's awful and I'm we're not going to get into all that on this podcast but yes it's important to be aware of these things and it's important to remember that God is a God of justice and you know and he will bring all these people down I just keep asking myself you know who are the clients of Jeffrey Epstein we, we know that we have Prince Andrew right as one of them so you're talking about Donald Trump and how he's not part of the system. I mean, who are these other people? You know, there are powerful, powerful people on this planet who do wicked, wicked, wicked things. And the Lord is going to have the armor, the armor. He's going to have the hammer of justice and, yes. you know, and let these children have their day in court. Yes, And have those millstones around those necks and flung into the spiritual sea. I mean, it, and it will be manifested justice on earth. We will see. And we've been asking for a long time when is this going to happen when you know are are these people just going to get away with it because it seems like even more now they're just flaunting all this stuff right in front of us you can have cocaine in the white house now you know it it just seems insane yeah and there's nothing we can do about it it's just hey screw you all we're running things go you know be happy that we allow you to have a job and I got a lot of trains going through my thoughts here. (laughs) I will say, you know, if you're a person who has a platform, if you're a person who has the means of speaking up for what's right, do it now because you don't want to be looking back, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now and saying, I wish I would have. I wish I would have had the guts. Like when we were in Kroger during shutdown, we're in there without a mask. And we have this guy come over to us wearing a mask and saying, wow, I wish I had the courage you guys do. He said that. And I'm like, dude, why don't you? You know, like, <laughs> Yeah, it's, and it's not even a courageous thing. I mean, we're not. No. Nobody's like putting a gun to our head. No. You know, we're just we just want to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And it but it, it was standing up for the right thing. I mean, that too. Yeah, but it didn't require any level of courage. No, it didn't. But It just it was required still... a bit of a spine, I would say. Yes. And, and with yes. that, though, I don't want to start a thing with the people that wore masks because there are people, you know, many people I love that chose to wear masks, and that's great. But we're talking about the people that were like, I really don't want to wear a mask today. Yeah. You know, well, that's then my point. if you wanted to wear a mask, God bless you. That's fine. I get it. 
but I don't consider that courageous. I just but consider the, the that doing what us. you want to do. He said, <laughs> I really wish, you know, but what he was really saying is, I wish I wasn't a coward. That, right. Is that what you want your legacy to be? But what a strange oh, thing boy. to be. Yeah. What a strange thing to peg as being a coward, you know, that you wore a mask. It's just, of all the things in the world that you could be courageous about. No, no but he you know? understood what was at stake. No, too. I yes, I understand what you're saying. So, you know. That was his opportunity to stand up and say, hey, I'm going to be a man instead of being a little worm. And he decided to go the other way, which, you know, which is definitely offensive. there. But it, and this was a few years ago. But this is a chance for that guy again right now to stand up and say no more. We're going to stand up against this. Right. And this is something that actually matters. Wearing a mask yes. th- th- in America, wearing a mask in America isn't the end of the world. What this is something that actually has life and death consequences yes and you don't want to be on the wrong side of history with this one. no not at all the other thing i was going to say is regarding donald trump and jeffrey epstein since since that came up there's pictures out there of trump oh. with epstein we better <laughs> we better touch on this this topic you know, drives me nuts so donald trump yeah there is pictures of him with him people don't understand is Jeffrey Epstein had financial business ties everywhere. And he was also, I mean, this guy was calculated. Also, I'm not a thousand percent sure he's dead, but okay. <laughs> that's a different topic. But <laughs> let me, let me just say, and, and I will assume he's dead. Jeffrey Epstein would go around and get pictures with people he knew had power. And then he would, he would use them as blackmail. Yes. And it's also important to note that this is a world that most people, like the average American citizen does not understand how the upper, you know, echelon of society operates. If there's a party for somebody like Jeffrey Epstein, who's rich and powerful and famous, everybody wants to go to that party. So they're going to go to the party because, oh, we got invited by Jeffrey Epstein. Or it's not even his. He just shows up at somebody else's party. Right. But people, you know, you like the rich and famous, they all go to each other's events. And also at that time, the extent of what Jeffrey Epstein was doing was not known. Like there were a small group of people that caught wind of it, but it wasn't what we know of it today. Right now you say the name Jeffrey Epstein, everybody knows what's going on. The other thing that gets me crazy about this is when people bring up the flight logs. The flight logs, I I think, I don't think Donald Trump's on the flight logs. No, No, he's not. So... People, no, people that would be go, a totally different story. Right. And so people go, you know, they like freak out over the flight logs and Donald Trump, but he's not on the flight logs. So whenever you think of Donald Trump, he is the one person in all of these famous people that we've seen on, you know, be associated with Epstein. He is the one person who not only is he not on the flight logs, but he cut ties with Epstein long before anyone else did. And I don't know Donald Trump personally, obviously, but from the little that I have seen about him, I do believe that he is a pretty wise person um, and discerning as far as that goes. And so he probably caught wind of what Jeffrey was doing or just understood that something was wrong and he was not going to associate with this man anymore. He kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago. Yes, that's right. Yes. He, He kicked him out. He wouldn't let him around. Yes. And he was the only person who, when when Epstein was first on trial, I think it was 2008, he's the only person 
that they called and he said, yeah, I'll help you however I can. Everyone else that they called wouldn't give them squat. Yes. And so why is this important when we talk about this? This is important because this is a really big topic, right? Human trafficking. This is good versus evil. There's no gray area here. You either support the people who are supporting this or you support the people who are fighting against this. And whatever somebody's personal opinions are about Donald Trump, what we as a society need to do is we need to stand with the people who are standing for good, right? The friend of the... The enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? <laughs> I think of right now the group. Uh, is he, uh, the friend of my friend is my enemy. The enemy of my enemy <laughs> is my friend. I, you know what I'm saying. I think of the group Gays Against Groomers. If you don't follow them on Instagram, go follow them. I love these people. These people are some of my heroes right now. They are obviously gay people. They are bringing together the LGBT community and the most conservative of Christians. Because they are fighting against the sexualization of children, right? And so, and that to me is like mind blowing. I'm I'm always surprised when I go on their account and I look at the comments. How many people in the comments are you know? They'll just say like, "I'm a super conservative Christian. I don't agree with your lifestyle, but I'm following you because you're fighting evil, right?" And so, this is something that we have to do as a society if we're going to bring down these people. We have to stand with our allies. We have to stand with the people who are fighting evil. Like, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're like, I can't even think of examples right now, but it literally does not matter to me who you are. If you are going to stand up for children, if you are going to stand against this evil, I'm going to stand with you and we're going to accomplish this mission. It's like the military, you know, you don't care about the belief system of the person next to you. If they're willing to have your back, then you're going to go with them. And that's all that matters. And that's what these children deserve. That's what these victims of human trafficking deserve. They deserve people who can set aside their differences and fight for them. Because, I mean, it's going to take, these are powerful people, you know, and it's going to take everybody who can possibly get on board with this to get on board with this, to say, I don't care about your sexual orientation. I don't care about your political leanings. I don't care if I don't like Donald Trump as a person. I'm going to stand on the side of good, no matter who is standing with me. I'm very cautiously optimistic and this is good you know my wife and i don't have to agree on everything we have different points of view uh but we both love jesus and we're we're doing our best to go forward and try to leave this world a better place than we found it definitely leave our kids uh in the best position we can for them to succeed and go forward with the vision god has for their lives i will say to the what happened to me at church today as I was just had these tears going, part of that was I really felt like the, okay, as the Lord speaking to me, you know, and we can talk about that sometime, you know, how do you hear from the Lord? And that's a, just the best way I can put it is that the Lord was speaking to me about what I was crying out to, but really just downloaded to me that as these sex childing, uh, sex childing, <laughs> child trafficking, rings are busted and these children are released they're going to need homes and that's where people the church has got to step up you know and i know that adopting kids is not easy right now i do believe a thousand percent that is going to change and that adoption will become easier so let's say that it does become easier that it becomes obtainable and that you have the resources to make it happen are you willing that's the question 
Are you willing to bring someone into your home? Yeah, it's not going to be the most fun. It might. It's definitely not going to be easy. These kids are traumatized. They need help on multiple levels. But are you willing to do that? You know, the Bible talks about the only time it actually mentions religion is in the first chapter of James. True religion is helping the widows and the orphans. Yes. So are we going to help these orphans in their time of need? For those who aren't familiar with human trafficking, they're like, this is a new concept for them. I just want to briefly touch on there are parents out there. We probably should there, have opened with this. Yeah. <laughs> there are parents out there who are selfish and who sell their children knowing full well what is going to happen. There are also parents, and a lot of times this is what is happening in like third world countries, who are desperate, who are poor, and they they sell their child with the promise that their child is going to have a better life, right? Okay, you give me money or I'll give you money. Actually, I don't think they ever, sometimes, whatever. Sometimes there's an exchange of money. Sometimes there's not an exchange of money. But either way, there's always a promise of, you know, we'll take your child and we'll give them a better life. We'll help them get to America or we'll help them get to Europe, right? Or whatever the case may be. So there are, there are wicked parents out there and there are also parents who are just unaware and who are desperate. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know that the number of parents who are just giving their kids away are far less than those that you mentioned are in these dire situations. I'll give you a great example. This just came out from Ukrainian police two weeks ago that they caught a number of traffickers who were taking kids across the border and sending them to different places. And this is the Ukrainian police. I know I've said that a couple times before, but <laughs> it is you know, is coming from a source that usually wouldn't out itself. But they're saying, hey, this is a problem because these traffickers, they're telling the moms who are in these desperate situations, hey, you can trust us. We're going to get your kids safely out of the country. And then when you can, we'll send for you. They never see their child again. And the really hard part is that they, the police said that this isn't just for sex. They're harvesting organs. So, it, I mean, it's brutal. It's brutal, but this is the truth, you know, and I think about, uh, you know, we, there's a teacher that we love, Johnny Enlow. Johnny has been saying for years before this, years before all of this started happening, even before shutdown, way before that, that the great awakening was going to be preceded by a rude awakening. And this is part of that rude awakening, but it has to happen so that we wake up and that's what great awakening is. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, truth is stranger than fiction. And I, r I really hate that a lot of this, too, has been called a conspiracy theory. Yes. Because, you know, the, the term conspiracy theory actually came about from the CIA when JFK was killed. That's right. <laughs> and so, like... To demean those who would dare say that the, what they were hearing on the news Right, that somehow, false. you know, and I, I mean, I'm not even going to get into that. I don't know, whatever, who shot JFK, no, who knows. No, we should do a separate one. But, on you know, it's the government that coined this phrase so that basically anyone who is questioning or has a different viewpoint than what the mainstream narrative is they are somehow seen as conspiracy theorists and i you know people i post stuff on my instagram i talk mostly about abortion um as far as like you know the crazy conversations go and i've posted some crazy stuff and i know it sounds insane but 
as normal people, and I've, I've recently had this realization, as normal people who are just living our life, especially as Christians who have our mindset on things above and not on, earthly, on earthly things, we're not comprehending this evil. Like, sometimes it sounds like a conspiracy theory because it's so evil. It's so far-fetched. It's so out there that we are like, how can somebody possibly conceive this? I hear of murders and I'm like, how did somebody even come up with that way to murder somebody? And the reason is because their mind is given over to such depravity. And when you start talking about things like human trafficking and SRA and all this kind of stuff, their minds are so depraved. They're like in the gutter of hell and all Which they is can straight, conceive. Straight out of scripture. Yes. And all they can conceive is evil. And it's like a high. They have to keep doing more and more and more evil. I mean, Jeffrey Epstein didn't start out with Jeffrey Epstein, right? I don't know how he started on his whole kick, you know, but he probably like harmed one woman once and got a high off of it. And then he died the man that he was. Or did he? And so, <laughs> and so we have to keep this in mind. Like if we hear something that sounds too fantastical to be real, it probably is because there are really wicked people out there doing really wicked things. Yeah, that's a great point. We got to live in a bubble for a long time. I think back, you know, I grew up in the 90s. Uh, really, 9-11 was a wake-up call, and it should have been. It should have been a wake-up call for a lot of us, and I, I think it's going to be even more as the days come on. But that was kind of like, wow, life isn't as rosy as we thought it was. You know, it wasn't as easy as we thought it was. We just go to school, come home, watch TV. You know, our son seems to think lately that TV is a member of the family. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to work on that one. But <laughs> And that you could just somehow trust everybody. Yeah, yeah. and that, Trust your leaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just blindly go with the flow. And it's not the case. You and know? it's really hard. It's really hard to not live in that world. I mean, I was yeah. born in the 90s and it. You know, it's hard to be like, wow, you know, when I was seven years old, the world was really different from now. And we'll never get that back, right? We'll never get back the innocence of those decades in America. And also, it's a very American thing. I mean, because, look, the 80s, you know, in it, other parts of the it. world yeah. were not that, that was very <laughs> blissful much in any capacity. Yeah. So, really, I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, how America is very inward focused and you know we got to broaden our horizons and think globally well if you want to think globally this is the way to do it you know like when you hear something that is really jarring and just you're like how can this be real I don't like this sit with that moment and don't just run you know just like sit with that moment and if you're a Christian, you know, ask the Lord, like, what do you want me to do with this? Because there are con- there are true conspiracy theories out there that are just way stupid, and we don't need to sit with those, right? So ask the Lord for wisdom. You know, I love the verse in James that says, if anyone lacks wisdom, like, literally anyone, if Hillary Clinton lacks wisdom, right? <laughs> like, she can ask God, and he's going to give it to her. Speaking he does not mind. show, <laughs> he does not show partiality. Um, when it comes to wisdom, that's how highly he values it. So ask the Lord for wisdom, you know, is this, is this true? What, what is going on? And, you know, the Lord will show you. I mean, like I said, I've been following human trafficking for 10 years and I first learned about it in college and it was very eye opening. and I never saw the world the same way again. That was, if you want to talk about the moment that my world just flipped on its head. So it used to be Enslavery, Tennessee. They recently changed their name. I'm not sure what their name is now, but 
they came to our college campus and did a presentation on human trafficking and it blew my mind. You know, they said that human trafficking brings in more annually, more money annually than Coca-Cola and Nike and I think it was McDonald's. Just an insane amount of money. So my world totally changed. It's never been the same since. But I think I'm a better person for that. You know, I'm, I'm walking around eyes wide open trying my best to do what I can to, you know, not support this evil. Yeah, and I think that's a good point, too. We had kind of talked about what we were going to talk about, and uh, Rebecca brought up porn, you know, and I think that is important that if you want to be a part of the solution, and, you know, this is vastly aimed at guys, stop taking in the product, which you shouldn't do anyway. You know it's wrong. But stop supporting the product. You know, the vast majority of these people in the thing that you're uh, enjoying there, they they are not doing it on their free will. The vast majority, it's not a free will situation. It is an enslaved situation. They're being forced to one way or the other. And we have to start, stop being a part of the evil and start being a part of the good. And I'll tell you, as a dude who's been delivered from that, that freedom is available, that Jesus wants to set you free, and he's more than capable. You know, it's a lie that you, you're just made that way, that you, it's normal. That's a lie. It's not. And we have to come together and support each other as human, just, just in humanity. These are our victims, they're victims. Stop supporting. Stop helping feed this animal. I'm not going to harp on you about it being wrong. I'm just telling you to stop supporting something that's harming so many people. The other problem with porn is that it it makes you, it desensitizes you. You know, so then you yeah. hear stories about people or you see things and you don't question it because you're so desensitized. I mean, the amount of sexually explicit things in the media right now is a bit startling. <laughs> and I think that so many people are desensitized to it because that is our culture. And especially if you are hooked on porn, you, your brain just doesn't even, you just don't even see it as the problem that it necessarily is. You know, there's this gal, I watched this, I watched the weird documentaries, but <laughs> I watched this documentary and this one gal said that she was in a uh, what's his name? Not Charles Manson. Um, you would know Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. Yes. <laughs> so she was like 16. I think maybe she had just turned 17 years old and she was on the set of a music video for Marilyn Manson and her and all these other underage girls were there. And basically they were naked behind a screen and she was just talking about like just the general grossness of being on the set and just the over sexualization and how Marilyn Manson didn't care like nobody there cared about them they were just there to do a job and I'm just like ew that's so gross you know but that is our culture right and so then we're watching these music videos I've never seen a Marilyn Manson music video I know that's shocking to everybody but um <laughs> you know so then we're just we're just supporting that like, the biggest way that we can put a dent in the human trafficking organization is to just stop supporting things that are overtly sexual in nature when it comes to 
the media. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. And that's up to us individually. You know, are we going to stop? Are we going to just get rid of that addiction, let it go? Or are we going to continue to be a part of the problem? So is there anything else that you can think of that we can do, you know, just on a low end level? Because a lot of folks, they got their family, they got their lives going on. What can we do to help be a part of the solution here? Yes. So human trafficking has two purposes. The first is sexual. The second one is slave labor, you know, to like make whatever, you know, to make merchandise. And so the biggest thing that we can do on that end is to stop buying from big box stores. I cannot stand Walmart for many reasons. I haven't been able to stand Walmart for about 10 years. Um, but Walmart, Target, I don't know about Costco, um, but these big box stores, Amazon. And if you have to choose between the two, I'd definitely take Walmart over Target. Yeah, that's another conversation. But <laughs> but it's true, just but in yes, the moment. Yes. But these are, these are big box names that have goods that come from other countries. Now, obviously we love import, export, whatever. I'm not hating on other countries, but the reality of product manufacturing is that you want to use the cheapest labor possible so that you can save money. So if something says made in China, don't buy stuff that's made in China. Don't buy stuff that's made in Indonesia. Don't buy stuff that's made in India. These are three countries where human trafficking is so big right now. Um, you know, so don't buy from big box stores. Like you said, the slave labor. Yes. The slave labor. Yeah. They take, and they take boys as young as, you know, I mean, as young as however, but for, for hardworking labor, you know, you need stronger people. So, you know, boys, nine, 10, 11, 12, but don't buy, don't buy international, you know, don't buy your bookshelf. If it says made in India, just go find another bookshelf, you know, find one, support us manufacturers because, we have regulations in this country that prohibit chi- child labor. We have regulations in this country that prohibit people from being worked, you know, 18-hour days, right? That's why Amazon is always in the news at some point because their working conditions suck and people get mad and every so often you hear about it in the news, right? Um, so we have laws in this country that hold our manufacturers accountable. Um, when it comes to your clothes, stop buying fast fashion. Don't go to Target and buy the cute little, you know, top that's going to be in style today and tomorrow nobody's going to care about it. Buy fashion that's going to last you a couple years, right? That's a little more classy looking that can be in for a couple seasons and buy it from thrift stores. You know, I mean, there's so many thrift stores or for crying out loud, I get most of my kids, um, clothes from a consignment store here in town. It's a great operation. I sell their clothes to the store and then I use that money to buy them new clothes. Um, I also go on Facebook Marketplace. I mean, there's so many moms out there (laughs) that are always selling clothes or giving away clothes in Facebook mom groups. So join a group. A lot of cities now have buy nothing groups, which is amazing. Um, You know, you can post what you need. People share items that they have. And so just find ways in your community that you can find the items that you need without buying brand new things. And then the last thing that you can do is find an organization in your area that works to fight human trafficking. Like I said, the one here in Tennessee is End Slavery Tennessee here in Nashville. And, but there are, there are chapters like that all over the country and, you know, the porn industry and buying things from Walmart, those are like the two 
biggest things, I guess, but there are so many other little things like the hotel industry. I mean, there's the restaurant industry. There's so many other industries that are involved in human trafficking. So if you get plugged into an organization in your area, they can educate you on issues that are specific to your region, to your county, and, you know, how how to fight that on a more practical level level and even just being informed I mean people talk about being informed but it really is important right when you're informed you'll make better decisions and as we all make better decisions it puts a dent in the industry is there any parting words you have my dear I think my parting words would just be what I said a little bit earlier not to give in to the thinking that everything is a conspiracy theory because there's a lot of things that are conspiracy. Like, you you know, people used to think there's an island where children are taken for sex. That's crazy. And guess what? It turned out to be true. When you hear something that you think is too crazy to be real, just sit with it. And do some actual research. Don't just go on Google. You know, go to your crazy conspiracy theory friends. Find a book. You know, type it into Instagram. Whatever. See what people are saying out there. Don't just disregard things. Because chances are, at least part of it is true yeah if your crazy friend has reliable sources maybe they're not crazy you know it it might feel crazy you want them to be crazy you want to be wrong but maybe they're not and it's time for us to wake up you know this is the time of the great awakening we have to wake up to the reality of what's going on in our world and then we have to take those actionable steps And it's going to look different for everyone, but we all have to do something. This is where we have to come together. We have to right this wrong. We have to see these captives set free. And God Almighty is going to help us. When we say, Lord, Lord, help us. Help these kids. Set these captives free. He is going to move. He's going to send angel armies. But he's waiting on us to make our move. Yeah, he works through people. That's right. He works through people. And in the spiritual, he also works. So he'll send reinforcements in the spirit and you'll see wild stuff. You'll start seeing things happen that we didn't think could happen. We'll see things exposed. We didn't think could be exposed and they're going to be exposed divinely. But he's waiting on us to say, okay, Lord, we, this monster is too big. We need your help. You have to help us and we'll do our part. We'll do as much as we can, but we need your help with whatever because honestly it is too big it's too big for us right now but he's he's just wanting us to be a part i'm really proud of the comics out there who are speaking up and using their platform for good to speak out you know and making you know using humor to break down some of these walls we need more of that we need more comics with big platforms willing to step up and just say no more You know, stop guarding your careers. And this is everyone. Stop guarding your careers. Stop guarding, you know, feeling like you're going to upset people. This is not the time at all. You know, I think back to 1860s. You got a civil war because of slavery, you know, and some people weren't willing to step up. They weren't willing to speak out. Do we remember those folks? No. (laughs) No. Not one bit. You want to be remembered. You want to be remembered for the right thing. So this is your opportunity. Don't be a coward. We'll see you next week. And with that, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe we'll do a, a bit lighter. So yeah, we'll even it out next week. We'll do a. We'll. This was a free to think for yourself episode. Next week we'll do a free to laugh. Yeah, with what? I don't know. We got a week f- to think about it. Oh man, Ugh. a week. I don't know. We're doing two or three. We're gonna put you week. on a on the spot. Tell us some jokes, babe. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, real quick, though, if you want to head on over to DocKennedy.Substack.com and subscribe, I'd greatly appreciate it. We would greatly appreciate it. That's where we're running everything through, and you'll never miss out on an episode. Uh, so I just want to thank you preemptively for doing that. Yes. DocKennedy.com or DocKennedy.Substack.com. And if you love us enough from this episode and you want to know more about us and our exciting life, um, you can check out the show notes. We'll have links to our social medias. Um, Doc hangs out on everything. <laughs> I'm a very simple person and I am only on Instagram. Maybe next time we could talk about your, your other adventures. My other adventures? Yeah. <laughs> what, what adventures? <laughs> How I held the baby while I helped my son go potty today. Well, that's fun. I mean, that have is you done that yet? Have you held the baby while you helped our son go um, to the bathroom? I I'm not sure that I've. Uh, I held the baby and did something the other day. Oh, I went. <laughs> I went to the bathroom. <laughs> okay, well, I can't tell you how many times I've done that, but I'm glad you finally reached that level of parenting over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's multitasking. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm just trying to provide to society, you know, some level of normalcy where a dad can hold the baby. Yes. I think there's pee. a lot of moms out there who appreciate what you just said. Yeah, exactly. I didn't hand her off to you. Now you're going to have you're going to have men all over America tomorrow who are going to be harped at by their wives to <laughs> hold the baby while Why they Why can't pee? you be more like Doc Kennedy? <laughs>